scissors in my hands, I usually have a thought I should cut the cord. Like, I don't know. I just have it. Yeah. I just like, for sure. Why will I should just should cut it? Like, you know, there's this cord. I have scissors. Oh, why don't I just cut them? Yeah. I mean, it's that and, predictive. And this is of... the same thing that I have. Of course, you know, man. this is not even me concerning like another people. Obviously. When I'm having, you know, when I'm looking at another person and I have scissors in my hand, it can be something like I just should, you know, do a haircut for this person or something like that. <laughs> and I don't necessarily want yeah. to display that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think we all have that. That is, that is true. It's... But, you know, the, uh, like, your inner life is somewhat different. It's more like, you know, whether the, uh, just displaying, like, you know, like a reality show, whether displaying all your, um, whatever, objective life would be a thing. No, whether I, you I, just, yeah, like, I, I doubt it. No. Um, but... <laughs> The, the thing about all, all of these thoughts that go through our heads all the time um, that are crazy and, and wild, I mean, that, that A, that ties into the intrinsically unstructured and chaotic nature of, of a lot of auto, like, self-generated activity. And it, it ties into that, you know, consciousness as a predictive engine, you know, an affordance-seeking predict predictive engine. It's always testing these different hypotheses and actually presenting them to the system as a whole as a kind of vision of what you know what might happen if i did this what might happen if i did that you know necessarily we don't do i mean again it's a functional thing we don't do the vast majority of those things that we hypothesize doing because most of them you know most of them are not sensible things to do um because it's 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 you know, kind of again, chaotic and and, and unstructured, um, but giving us that that window into what might happen or what are the potential ways we could interact with the world from where we sit right now with our headphones on our head and our scissors in our hand. You know, you probably you know you don't pay as much attention to the vision of like putting the scissors down without cutting the um, wire because it's less notable, it's less novel. But that's, you know, most likely what you end up doing because you see the hypothesis of cutting the wire and you're like, oh, that's going to that's gonna be annoying because I won't be able to listen to music anymore. You predict that future and then you say, well, I don't have to do that because I've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. But for some reason, there is that excitement about it. Yeah, there is like, you know, for sure. I mean, I guess it's because it's normal because I've never yeah, done it. For sure. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, I will be like now I'm listening to music, but then it will be gone in a second because I will cut it. And it's like there is some excitement about it. Yeah, yeah. Totally, that, that's totally. quite weird. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's some excitement, I guess, about transgressing boundaries, you know, and there's yeah. such an impetus towards that in, in all of, you know, cultural evolution. And obviously in art, it gets to be realized, whether that's transgressing against the boundaries of a, of a style or a set of rules or whatever, you know, deconstructing <laughs> rules. That's such a huge... Um, uh, process or power influence in the evolution of, of various art forms. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but I guess also, then you have, you know, your conservatism yeah, to well, balance it out. Yeah. Because without the conservatism, we wouldn't survive as a species. Totally, we would all, you know, totally. cut our yeah, headphones and, like, just man. freaking burn in fire. Yeah, this because is why, why not? The whole conservative versus progressive, it's like any, you know, binary, you know, polarized 
um, discussion. It's completely ridiculous. So I mean, I, can't... I, don't, I don't, I don't see necessarily as ridiculous. I see it's more like you know, yin yang. Yeah, you have yeah. like two forces, you know, of sure, whatever, sure. mother, mother earth and yeah. father sky, you know, and you need Absolutely. both to yeah. to create life. No, completely. And it's kind of you, like you can't have one without to, the other. You no, know, if you yeah. if you're too conservative, you're not moving it forward. For sure, if for you're sure. too progressive, you're moving forward that fast so that you don't see the cliff and you fall down. Absolutely. So, yeah. No, I mean, you know what I mean. When I say they're ridiculous, I mean that that people occupy one of the polar opposites or one of the extremes yeah. or the other, and that of course this is a binary thing, uh, a binary <laughs> thing. And there's this. But this I feel like you know this is a biological like social social <coughs> necessity. <laughs> fucking fuck. <coughs> social necessity for sure. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Bi biological necessity. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. Social is biological. Yeah. So, but uh, the, the, that not... you know, you need you have some mm. progressive thinkers. You know, you have some progressive doers. You know, yeah. they're like, oh, what about what if I take this stone and put this onto the stick? You know, what will happen? And then you have other guys who are like, well, if you do that, you know, probably something bad will happen because you will bang yourself with that yeah, rock, yeah, yeah. and then you know, on your knee, and then you will have a lot of pain. So don't do that. For sure. And so you kind of have this like a pendulum, and I think you know. Uh, it's more, I, I would say, you know, it's more like, you know, population dynamics here yeah, yeah. that you just kind of have, you know, via whatever the, whatever the mechanism, you just have, well, you know, whether it's cultural or genetic, because it yeah. can as well be genetic, because, you know, you can have, one mm. people can have, uh, you know, their, whatever is it, GABA, not GABA, the, whatever, the blocking system, the, uh, the, you know, um, not as good, right? And they have mm. their, you know, They're excitement just running haywire. Yeah. Sure. And you have the other guys who yeah. have only, you know, their, you know, like system that is just blocking new impulses and cementing the previously learned experience. Yeah, for sure, man. And, um, and I think so it can be it can be genetic, right? But yes, then you, but I, I think, think the you idea... just have them. I mean, we evolved basically. I would say to yeah. have them balanced. Yes and no. I mean, uh, yes, they're balanced in in individuals in different contexts as well. It's the you know, I think I think there would be balanced the, in populations. I don't the think they're ever balanced in Well, that's I mean that's that's group selection, which doesn't mean it's wrong. Um, it could it could certainly be true, and I think it is true to some extent. Don't get me wrong, but what I'm saying is ridiculous. Um, is, is the <laughs> What you're saying is ridiculous. We can stop right there. I think that's nice nice end of the discussion. <laughs> I like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what, else, what I what I what I classified as ridiculous um, is the articulation. It's not the existence of the two forces in a yin yang relationship and all of that. That's you know that's evident that that exists. And also that it is to some extent a necessary, um, you know, property in which, you know, ideas can battle with each other. Um, and obviously that's what, you know, that's what a critical dialogue is as well. You know, that's what we do. And we often occupy devil's advocate positions in order to, you know, erect an opposite so that you can, you know, mine, mine the center ground, obviously. But... The, uh, the people who believe the articulation of the process too much and think that it's actually capital P progressive versus capital C conservatives, and they haven't really even thought about the philosophical underpinning of conservatism or progressivism. They're just blindly accepting some dominant narrative about how capital P progressivism or, you know, whatever, is better 
and vice versa. That's what's ridiculous. It's not the existence of the of the phenomenon of the of the push and pull um, mechanism of of cultural evolution in this particular axis. Um, that's yeah. That's that's yeah. But I think any anyway, sure. not not that we need to have them, even though I think we would we need to have them. But it's like you know the just the outcome of having a certain trade, and you have you know people who are marginal in those trades. Absolutely, you have people yeah. with the longest legs. You have people sure, with the shortest legs. Course. You have people with yeah. you know the uh, like <clears throat> very conservative position, and you have people yeah. with the least conservative Absolutely. position. Absolutely, I would think it will be you know just down to that. Yeah, and yeah. we as the society, we need them because you know they engage in the battles, and then we can see what's actually valid. We like see it and listen to them. I mean, in ideal way, and uh, we'll just like in ideal way, we're like, oh, okay, the middle yeah. ground is kind of there. I but guess. even even those people who are marginal, they're still well within a whole range of of constraints. Like, there's no body that's progressive about every issue. Pro oh, definitely. You know, so and actually, usually, no, it changes in your lifetime. When you're 18, you are like, yeah. we should kill all the old people. When you're old, man, you're like, well, actually, all the young people are just nuts. Yeah, for sure. Um, absolutely, and that could possibly be correlated with neuroplasticity at different times of one's life as well. Yeah, um, yeah no, absolutely. But I, to me, conservatism is simply the the. It's just or like <coughs> the, the conservative idea is simply the idea that we have a lot of good cultural capital. You know, it does a lot of work for us. It's been um, put in place over very, very long periods of time. It's, it's, it's been tested evolutionarily in some sense. It's brought us to where we are. So we shouldn't throw all of that away, particularly if we don't understand the kind of work that it's doing. And the progressive idea, you know, the extreme is the, oh, all that old stuff, you know, is bullshit. Um, oh, religion, mythology, that's all crap. You know, our current worldview, our current, you know, is, is all we need. And that's a fundamentally non-evolutionary position because they don't see that their current worldview is mostly constructed of that older stuff anyway. Like, no matter how progressive they are on X, Y, and Z issue, they're mostly conservative. They mostly want to preserve a lot of things. There are occasional, like, you know, extreme radicals. And, of course, they can influence a lot of people and rally a lot of people to their banner that want to do away with a very, very large amount of stuff. But I suspect if you, if you look closely enough at those, <coughs> those people, still, there's a lot of, of the conservative impulse in them. Um, yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, we're not... I mean... You, I mean, you can probably go with just one axi and just say that there is, you know, uh, whatever, axis, axis, whatever is plural. I hate English for that. Axis you guys single, could axis. seriously just do something with the way you use latent words because it's counterintuitive. Because in English, you use S to make plurals, but when it comes to latent, you go into a different direction. This is just breaks me. Okay, Apologies. you can go with the one axis, yeah, right? Yeah. And you can use just conservatism as an axis. Yeah. And you can go for, like, you know, you can have the values of conservatism from whatever mythical percent from 25 mm. to 100. Mm. And when you're 25 conservatism, you are the prog most progressive person. If you're 100 conservatism, you're, yeah. like, extremely sure. conservative. For sure. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> but I guess, you know, like brain activity wise, it would still be down to the way 
how you like block the new impulses, how sure. you know. It's not, I don't think it would be so much about the plasticity, even though I would think it would be related. I would think it's more about the, you know, the, I keep forgetting the correct term, the blocking of your, uh, you know, yeah. like basically closed state, open state kind yeah, of a yeah, thing. Sure, sure. Yeah. But what yeah. would be, in, in, the, in the line of this discussion, would be interesting how we see people who say, you know, none of what we have today is good. <laughs> and all of the good stuff was, you know, in the years before. And some of them yeah. even say that, you know, the only good stuff was when we had Atlantis and yeah, those yeah, yeah. guys oh, were the, the best. Funny, the funny thing and is, there's like, this, there's this, like, there's always... I how, are they, are they the extreme conservatism yeah, or like yeah. or conservatists or they are the extreme progressives? Exactly, man. Because... It's the same as the left wing, left wing, right wing. You know, at some point, they bend back and touch each other because the new age movement um, and, you know, a lot of the truthers who think of themselves as, as like hyper progressive in a lot of ways, a lot of them want to see a return to an even deeper past. Uh, there's always this just this nostalgia. Yeah. There's that nobody was ever born in a golden age phenomenon. So we've always got this idea yeah. that somehow at some other time it was a lot better. And yeah, I mean, it's 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 hilarious that you know if you think it's something relatively recent, maybe going back to you know the history of, of Western civilization, going back to the Greeks or something, you you're a conservative. But if you want to go to some much deeper past, if you want to you know <laughs> yeah adopt all these hunter gatherer values and and um, you know go into some sort of shamanic social structure. Then you're you're a progressive. Then you know you're you're the most progressive. Yeah, that is that is quite quite interesting and quite quite weird. <laughs> yeah, but isn't it? But I like yeah. the guys who go for the mythical past. I like you know yeah, them yeah. saying you know those Atlantis, Atlantis whatever <laughs> yeah, Atl yeah. Atlants, they had the all the knowledge you know humankind can ever have, yeah, and they sure. had so much knowledge that yeah. we will never have it. So in but fact, the only the best ways for yeah. us to try to recover it. Yeah. This is just another one of the of, of Plato's, um, you know, derogatory or detrimental influences on on all on our meme sphere, you know, on our on our culture, because it's it's just that Platonic historicist idea that the perfect civilized, like essentially that things decay from their ideal states. Yeah, but so, but it's not just Platonic. It's just you know, pan Greek. Greek just had it. You know, nah. in the beginning, it had the golden age and the people were great yeah. and so on yeah. and so on. Yeah. But then, you know, Zeus killed them all. And then we had, the, you know, silver age. For so sure. those ideas are essentially from that yes. way. So maybe Plato was was like everybody, to some extent, just articulating something that was already there. But if you look at the like pre- If, if anything, you know, Aristotle was, you know, progressive in this case. Yeah. Because he was like, we actually go in the opposite direction. Yeah, we actually go at, in, in towards yeah. perfection. Look at, look, wow. at, look at the pre-Socratics, mm. you know. The, in the pre-Socratic Greek, you know, ancient Greek philosophers, that Platonic idea of degenerating from an ideal former historical state was not nearly as dominant um, not nearly as big an idea, you know, they were... Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I would I would think that it was just uh, that it, you know, ceased to be as prevalent as it was, yeah. because if we compare it to, you know, yeah. other mythology, we see that sure. it's a very widespread idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. that we had a paradise and we lost paradise. No, I think, and, I think that's very true. I mean, yeah. if, if Iliada is right, 
it's more about you know us living in that ice age when we know the uh, prey was a plenty and we can just you know get out and kill mm-hmm. a freaking you know mammoth yeah. and then we have food food for a month yeah. and then if we if we're out we go and we know herd the um, like what are stallions into the crevice and then we pick up the car- carcasses right yeah. and then once that was done we were like these were the good times. You know, yeah, yeah, now we don't have those good times because <laughs> in all the paradises, yeah. you know, in Russian mythology, in Slavic mythology rather, mm. in you know Hebrew mythology, mm. paradise is usually occupied, populated by beasts, by a lot of yeah, different yeah. kinds of beasts sure, that we sure. no longer have. Sure. And it was kind of you know the glorious time when we had we we can hunt and you know we were heroes because we were hunters and everything and so on. Yeah, look, I think and, you're, you're completely right, man. I mean, I, I always, I'm always anxious to blame things on, on Plato, but yeah, I mean, it, it's impossible to argue with the fact that that nostalgia, that, you know, it used to be much better than it is now, is like a, just a part of human nature. <laughs> so yeah, you, you're absolutely right. I overstepped the mark blaming poor little Plato for that one. Um, but he, he was a powerful articulator of that idea. That's true. And yeah. we, we can blame him for Atlantis at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we can blame him for that idea across all of, of metaphysics to some extent as well, <laughs> like beyond just the, um, that, you know, cultural or historicist idea. Um, but we won't get into and that. And then blame Blavatska and Rerich's. For that as well, for a re- fucking theo- theosophy. Yeah, sure. For a, a revival. I mean, they're they're like to some extent the roots of the new age movement as well. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. that you know glorification of the folk era and the people, the folk people. You know, even even the contemporary. Um, you know, obviously with Rarick and his work with Stravinsky, the way they overlap. Um, there was that great uh, trend at that time. <coughs> For celebrating <laughs> folk culture, um, mm. yeah, yeah, and all all those Indian sages that sit in the uh, state of samadhi yeah. in the some cave in Himalayas for the last ten thousand years, <laughs> constantly meditating, yeah. and just mm. you can go and access them. <laughs> mm. Mm. The sounds, wise teachers. Sounds likely. What's 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 intriguing though? It's what's interesting is that those new age people they have no idea that that's their roots are from. Sure. They have revamped their mythology. Like it's still in essence, it's exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. But now they have their teachers in space. It's not no. It's no longer you know yogi that meditate for ten thousand years. It's now some <laughs> aliens and yeah. something you sure. know some uh, incorporeal. Mm beings that you know dwell in some parallel reality that can guide you but they're still called the you know wise teachers it's still the same it's so funny yeah yeah okay. and yeah. to credit to credit you know Blavatsky and Rarick they were really you know smart people and course, you know yeah. they were I mean they didn't necessarily knew what they were talking about but you know their stuff is dense yeah for sure I mean it's like Crowley and you know we, we could drop many names in here um, of people from somewhat similar era with a somewhat similar sphere of interest and influence. And I guess mm-hmm. that New Ages or Truthers or whoever are not aware of the evolutionary roots of, of their own um, you know, concepts and memes 
is just the same thing. You know, people in general are not aware. I mean, again, if you if you're a, a if you think you're a hyper progressive, it's essentially because you haven't paid attention to the roots of your own belief system because they all yeah. they all come from times before you. Um, you know, everything that you you want to advance is built on some idea from the past, including the idea that we should advance along this particular axis. Um, so, mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, I think obviously that's a very widespread uh, issue, um, and I mean it, it feeds into into the the conservatives' point, um, and you can you can look at statements like those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it as some kind of um, oversimplification, um, you know, truistic statement of this exact thing it's like if, if you don't know mm -hmm. how things got to be the way they are if you're not at all aware of or interested in the evolutionary history of any given phenomenon how do you expect to understand it's you know how it is working now and therefore where it's likely to go in the future um yeah but i think from the population point of view we need to have those people who just run amok into some stupid direction sure. and they're not concerned at all with their past yeah. and then you know we just use those people to know Absolutely. what's there they run there they fall yeah. from the cliff we're like oh, okay there is cliff there we're not running there absolutely well, well as we discussed already like that's exactly how our consciousness is structured you know it's running amok it's giving you all of these ridiculous um potential possible courses of action um, and, you know, as you said, the difference is in how people respond to some subset of those. You know, some people get the wild idea and they're like, of course, I would never do that. Um, and then some people get a particular kind of wild idea and they're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's let's do that. Um, so it's not surprising in some way that our society, which has those people who run a mark and, and explore, you know, novel cultural phenotype space in the future um you know that's potential in the future um it's not surprising that our our society is structured with a small number of those people and then you know generally somewhat conservative people and all and all the way back because our consciousness is structured like that that's how our consciousness explores novel you know potential behavioral space and all and and concept space um yeah but to put it back to where we started from, yeah. you know, to connect it with that, yeah. it's like if you have your consciousness unfragmented, yeah. but when your consciousness is fragmented, it's yeah. not connected. Yeah. So you explore your, you know, whatever the space, cultural, you know, space you are exploring yeah. without any connection with, you know, your knowledge of that because yeah. you're fragmented. And we now as a society are quite fragmented sure. because of, you know, multiple things we do, yeah. multiple lives we live, you know, online, online and so on. Yeah. And so... Because of that, and also because of the pace of our cultural evolution now, mm. we as a society tend to, uh, you know, run um, uh, after those people. You know, they run to the cliff, and we're like, well, you know, he's not falling yet, so we <laughs> should run after him. Yeah. So you think and that they have so undue influence, like the. the mm -hmm. You think that they have undue influence, like the the yeah. the, the amount of influence yeah. they have is not I think proportional it's, it's, to the as, as a society of their ideas. It's like at least you know. Uh, Western civilization goes because I can't really speak for you know our Arabs or Indians or you know whatever Africans I don't know what they're doing but our civilization it seems is just uh, really like progressive in a way because it's like you know just running with those guys 
they're running, we're running. Yeah, you know? but do you think that's that's perhaps something that has has yeah characterized Western civilization for a very very long time, and maybe it's now it's now almost at that point where the speed um, <coughs> of this of this change is is reaching some kind of dangerous um, level because again you know event horizon has come so close now change is so great that we we cannot predict the future at all and that puts us yeah. in some kind of dangerous and uncomfortable situation again because of the structure of our consciousness because its entire purpose is for us to be able to see future paths with some degree like predict the future with some degree of accuracy and the less we're able to do that the more anxious we're going to feel and ironically that anxiety is going to make us more chaotic and and make us you know charge charge headlong into some sort of future um you know even even more rapidly thus again further decreasing our ability to predict the future uh, but it's still that's just the 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 pointy end of a trend that western culture i'm not sure if this is what you were, were actually saying that western culture has um manifested since you know we you know we got out of the caves after the ice age and we're just like you know we're going to take over the world now kind of thing you know or we're going to keep moving and moving and moving um and then you know some people found good areas where agriculture took off but you know and then technology and all of these you know we've talked about this before um and you, you look at a book like jared diamond's gun guns germs and steel um it's kind of about that idea and of course, he's saying that for basically arbitrary reasons to do with the fact where certain groups of people were settled and they were able to domesticate the right crops and and the right um, animals and things like that. And of course, that's been it's a highly controversial idea that's been strongly disputed. But yeah, and I would say, like you know, I would see the grounds for disputing because I you know, like you know, Pan-Indian Europeans were largely horse breeders. Then they dispersed throughout the entire Eurasia. Yeah, so, yeah, and well, horses. Like, but, but if there was any good place in Eurasia, they just went there, and yeah. whoever was there had to be killed or you know be enslaved. For sure. So some so, some races, um, or you know, ethnic groups in the past have had this strong impulse towards you know change and progress and and moving and and you know so they they were composed of more progressive individuals or the progressive individuals had a larger influence than in some other cultures where conservatives have had a great influence um and that's actually kind of a, another funny thing because conservatives are typically you know western conservatives as we think of them now political conservatives are extremely attached to a certain period of western culture in the pretty recent <coughs> pretty recent past but then you know and so they and they think conservatism is this you know really guiding um philosophy that that can stabilize a society and all that kind of stuff but if you look at what conservatism in you know our deep ancestors would have got us or if you look at the more conservative cultures and you could talk about the you know australian aboriginal people indigenous people as being a hyper conservative culture because they preserved a hunter-gatherer lifestyle into the modern age and of course they were constrained by environment and all sorts of things um but it's just an irony that conservatives are the ones who don't like those sorts of people and don't like that kind of way of life um but that's the ultimate conservative way of life and then progressives, and we, you know, I guess I'm just repeating what we already said. But progressives who champion that kind of hunter-gatherer lifestyle, um, 
it seems like a, a really woeful mismatch. And it's exactly this thing that people don't understand the roots of their own worldview. They don't, you know, conservatives don't seem to understand what it means to be conservative. Like you are, you are somewhat arbitrarily selecting a particular period of history and saying that's that's the golden age, that one right there. It's like you know, you know pedants with grammar. This you know language is always evolving. Yeah, um, and pedants. But they're are, like, no, we we done. It's good now. We like it. Now, yeah, yeah, so exactly. let's just you know solidify it as it is now. And the thing is, we, yeah, we they, allow it to change from now on because now is good. Yeah, exactly. And of course, they have a, a point in the sense that you know grammar is really important, spelling is important, but not exactly for the reasons that they are championing. Um, yeah. And, and but I think, you know, with... like, it doesn't matter what the individuals are thinking. I, I think it's what, what matters more. And I think, you know, the way they, all those, uh, you know, forces and in individuals even they have evolved uh, for, you know, for the purposes of our, you know, population, for the purposes of the group. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, it's the way they play out in the group is what yeah. matters. What individual thinks about his or her beliefs doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. What matters is mm-hmm. how they are manifested and how they progress uh, the group. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's clearly true. I mean, it's it's demonstrably true. Um, of course, certain individuals have more influence than other individuals. So there well, is. Like I would, I would go. Yeah, I would go even as far as to say that the belief that the person has, you know, towards you know the grammar that we have to preserve it right now is secondarily for to his intention to preserve the grammar in this way. So yeah. he just hasn't, you know, desire like drive to, you know, conserve it as it is. And then he constructs for himself or herself to explain that, yeah. he constructs sure. a legend about sure. it. Sure. Because, and, because you know, he, whatever facts he picks yeah. up, he just builds in towards sure. it and he makes it, you know, much more robust structure about why he should do that. Yeah, but so the drive to do that is, you know, essential and it is, you know, it comes first. So and to what that extent drive you... is because we as a population give him or her that drive. Well, to what extent do you think it's a kind of anxiety or a jealousy or a, an irritation that, you know, I spent all this time acquiring these rules. I spent all this time understanding why this element or that element of society is a, is a good thing. And I have optimized myself to work within this framework. And now you want to go and change the framework? Like, don't you see that I've spent my whole life trying to optimize myself as an agent within this framework? As a, as a you know, I've tried to perfect Yeah, but grammar. I think to start with, uh, I mean, a, a, you know, like you have people who would be progressive, you know, painters and progressive writers, yeah. you know, like Joyce, who would, you know, establish himself really well within the framework and then he just goes All past the, the framework. All the great progressive artists. Man. So... Uh, um, like, yeah, there would be some jealousy, but I would think that, you know, yeah. that jealousy also comes second because in the first place you need to have a, you know, uh, drive yeah. towards being inclination towards seeing that as good. Yeah. Like this is the best there is yeah. any, uh, you know, uh, mm. like mm. changes will necessarily be detrimental. Yeah, but, uh, so yeah. this is good. So and I think... you want to be, you know, be better, uh, 
within it because you like want to experience i think it's in the way it's good yeah, you don't want to change this it. is completely co consistent with what i was saying it's like you go through this period of, of again you can correlate it with neuroplasticity or whatever you know you go through periods where you <coughs> learn very easily you learn very rapidly you build a worldview you build a framework and then it becomes generally speaking as you've also pointed out it becomes more or less ossified at some point and your actual ability to learn new things decreases it becomes harder to keep up with all these sorts of things so it's not surprising that once you've done all this building and all this work that you become attached to the framework that you've learned because you're you're fundamentally unsure of your ability to operate in a different framework and you've spent your whole life learning how to operate within this framework and people like Joyce and you know Schoenberg and Picasso and any number of like important progressive artists are people who break that mold obviously because they they did they understood the value of the framework um, they learned it, they internalized it in a deep way, and then they were said, okay, now I've processed that, I've got plenty of ability to learn and creativity left over, so I'm going to keep marching forward into a new area now. And they were very yeah. aware, those people are always aware of the evolutionary history of their ideas. You know, Schoenberg classically said, my music is not revolutionary, it is evolutionary like they those kinds of people right. they do yeah no i agree i agree with you but just i guess my point is that it's not so much that people who learn uh who know how the particular framework works uh are then inclined to preserve it because they've you know they invested time in learning that i think it's more like you know you have the initial differences between people are being you know more progressive and people being more conservative whatever genetic or cultural they are yeah. and then if you uh, you know uh, allow them to learn language they will be conservative about language sure. if you allow them to you know go and you know do a painting they will be then you know the the best painting is just realistic painting sure. and all that jackson pollock sure. is just bullshit yeah. and then, so yeah, regardless of the you know mm. aspect i think mm. it's the initial difference that will uh, yeah. drive you and yeah maybe you will be more biased yeah. towards those mm. people mm. in you know rigorous learning because they think the structure has to be preserved and is the best anyway so we might as well, as well learn it yeah. maybe i don't but, think i don't think what you're saying which i agree with i don't think it's at all an exception to what i'm saying i think it's very complementary to it like it's not one or the other of course, they're, they're, you know, genetics plays some part in how creative people are, as does their upbringing and all the rest. You know, it's not nature versus nurture; it's nature and nature. yeah. But you can be creative um, within the framework, right? It's not so much about being creative. It's, it's more a like about kind being, you know, of creativity. Yeah, for sure, it's a certain kind thing. of creativity. I mean, in far as far as like the argument yeah, from but, genetics goes, that's yeah. But I don't think that you can then say, oh, but that kind of breaking out of the framework creativity, that kind, yeah, that's all genetic. No, it's it's nature and nurture, in my opinion. I highly doubt, like, so nature, genetics, definitely has an influence on that, but it's not <coughs> the whole thing. I think it's also tied into the same idea about the, of course I do, but I, the predictive function of consciousness again. We are anxious in situations where we can't predict 
the future with any degree of accuracy or we feel like we're not going to be able to. That's why it's very worrying to a lot of people now that the event horizon of change has come so close, change is so, you know, we already talked about that. Um, so I think it's also a natural thing that people, once they've learned to operate in a certain framework, that means they can predict their future within that framework relatively accurately. If I do this kind of work, I'll get this kind of reward, if I, you know, etc. So it, it, yeah. may, it, it means that the cognitive loading goes down to some degree because they've built a very effective model of how to move through the world. Whereas if the world suddenly changes or if it change, you know, if it continues to change at an increasingly rapid pace, your ability to understand how any given action um, that you, uh, you know, any given behavior that you engage in, um, your ability to understand how that's going to actually affect what happens next is, is decreased. And that's a fundamentally uh, anxiety-inducing state to be in, is, I guess, what I'm arguing. Um, but you're, different people, for genetic reasons and for um, reasons to do with their upbringing and things like that, can deal with that change in different ways ways and are, are more excited by the unknown or more fearful of it and and you know there are lots of different axes on on which these things are going to differ and some of them are genetic so axes is the plural axes with an e um axis is the singular and axes is the plural that is so stupid yeah <laughs> good that you agree yeah well I, you know, I'm sure it's stupid, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, English is full of lots of fairly arbitrary laws. Like, no, I mean, that's, but seriously speaking, you know, this you is not later. We're speaking a completely different language. It's even from the different group of languages. Why the hell do we have to preserve the, uh, you know, way they yeah. uh, use plurals? It's like, from, yeah, you know, you know, any, it's... I, I don't see a single reason why we should yeah, do that. Yeah, but you know that horizontal transfer has been, you know, so jumping between trees on the branch, um, you know, branches on the tree of language evolution has, has been a big thing. And English is, you know, this kleptoparasitic language, which has collected things from lots of different Yeah, but you don't, like, you have, you know, some of our, branches. but the plural for some of our will be some of ours. The plural for Sputnik will be Sputniks. It, will be, it won't be, you know, some of our or Sputniki, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, you, like, we can't be bothered. Yeah. But... Why the hell it is bacterium and bacteria? Yeah, because because of this kleptoparasitic nature of, of No, I think, I think it's more like because, you know, you just, like, these are written in Latin, so you just use Latin because it's like Latin, you know, you also use the same alphabet. But a lot of the <laughs> Latin... For Chinese words, you know, yeah. you won't use to be plural sure. in Chinese. Of course, because, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who, who so... the hell knows yeah, but again, that's totally complementary to what I'm saying. That's just one of the vectors. That written language, of, of course, because we use the same script, e English was in a much better position to acquire stuff from Latin. Like, yeah, absolutely. So it has acquired all this stuff. And as you know, a lot of the, the Latin in English is like wrong anyway, pig Latin, you know. And, we, you know, you get, yeah. you get taught that it's platypus and platypi. And it's like, well, no, I think that, you know, the plural of puss is actually pods, <laughs> like in Latin, or podes. Um, so really, shouldn't it be platypus platypods or platypodes and octopus octopodes? And of course, now, 
um, it's recognised as correct to say platypuses and octopuses because people have got so irritated about this issue of whether the Latin was properly um, incorporated into the language um, or whether we had this bastardised, you know, people who only knew a very little amount of Latin were, were pedantic and were saying, no, it's not octopuses, it's octopi. Um, so <laughs> because of that whole, you know, debacle, um, now we just accept the you know, anglicised plural. We're just like, yeah, it's just octopuses, all right? Don't worry about it. I like, I like octopuses and platypuses. Yeah. I like that. And axes. I think <laughs> axes yeah. should be the plural. For sure. Um, but but ballet, you know, what's the plural for ballet? Uh, ballets. Ballet. Ballets. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ballets. There you go. Yeah. It's not, you know, the way you would do it in French. No, no, of course not. But a lot of that's that's the issue with English that you're experiencing, which is the way we have incorporated um, words from other language and the rules from other languages about how to use those words is often sort of uncoupled to some degree. So we brought a word in and maybe people started using that word at some point to sound sophisticated or whatever. Like there was some sort of peacocking... Um, selection pressure that brought that uh, word into our language but because they were very superficially engaged with the language and they were only just trying to sound sophisticated they never really learned how to properly pluralize it um and so yeah and so they're we like we're from oxford you know it's octopies you yeah. you motherfucking farmer who can't who don't know even what latin is yeah exactly so it's <laughs> octopi yeah so i say octopi and i get the girl bam it's occupied. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, nice. Because we all know that knowing your grammar is the best way to get laid. Um, oh, yeah. yeah and, and has been since time immemorial. Unless, unless you're Trump, then you can go for octopuses and platypuses. <laughs> then you can go for that. Yeah. And then you can gra grab them by platypuses and you can grab them by octopuses. You know, I would so love to launch into a conversation about Trump right now.